1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Robert Joseph Palmer with the Raven Institute. Welcome, Robert.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Lee. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Uh, Your title is the New Consciousness Coach. Tell us about that and tell us about the Raven Institute.
0: Well, New Consciousness Coach is, uh, I mean, we relaunched our business in February of this year, and really, the, the, the schools full of tools at the Raven Institute are a compilation of everything I did as a, as a teacher and school leader for over 20 years. You know, all the best practices I use, And I, I was always encouraged to show them to the world. And so it's manifested into uh, three schools, uh, the School of Writing, School of Leadership Development, and then school of um, entrepreneurship, but new consciousness coach is ju- it's unique in that you know a lot of what we hear in what I call common consciousness coaching is um, that you know to do this to be a successful entrepreneur involves struggle. So I like to, I like to try and tell people what new consciousness coaching is not first, and it's not about struggling, it's not about difficulty, it's not about having expectations on an outcome it's not about forcing your will it's not about anxiety fear and suffering it's about um channeling your your highest excitement so it's about connecting to your higher self to your higher consciousness and to allow things to happen with ease and to empower yourself to watch things grow exponentially and just you know that it can be a lot easier than we're told because uh, that's pretty much how I spent my entire teaching and school leadership uh, career. Co-founding two high schools was showing kids how to do things better and easier so that they come back and do them again. It's not a struggle. They're excited to do it again and again and again, because it works and it makes a difference. And um, and so you know, I find a lot of coaches are pretty much asking people to struggle. And we know from what we teach people, because we're actually putting together what we call the new energy school too, is, What you create through anxiety and fear and what you create through excitement are two very different places, very different frequencies. Um, So, you know, so what we do is try to help people understand that and see the difference and how that feels. We all do it. Everybody can do it, but we, we try to help people channel their inner fill in the blank instead of trying to be some limited definition of what they think an entrepreneur is supposed to look like or a successful person
1: Now, talk a little bit about uh, kind of the evolution of your career from working in in that kind of maybe bureaucratic education space to this more freewheeling entrepreneur space. Um, Did things transfer kind of organically from that space into the space you are now?
0: Yeah, incredibly uh, seamlessly and easy. What didn't translate was me. (laughs) <laughs> so when when I was in the educational space, I was following my excitement and being the highest part of me every day. So everything just happened naturally. I never worked a day in my life. Everything was very easy. It was very easy for everyone around me. I made sure of that. And uh, everybody was happy. And uh, I, I got paid to laugh all day. And then I became an entrepreneur, which is the book I want to write one day. And then I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> And suddenly I went into a place where I was I was afraid I was trying to be something I wasn't. I was trying to fit in all those things we teach kids on the playground. Hey, don't do that because that, that's not going to turn out well eventually. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but I, I got wrapped up. I tried to do everything myself. You know, all those things that you get sucked into Where as a teacher and a leader, I was very good at leveraging people, all those kids in the room and my faculty team and leveraging systems, putting systems in place. Everybody you know, believed in it. And so I didn't seamlessly transfer. Uh, we, I tried to start this multiple times and fell apart until I finally realized through some great spiritual mentorship that, hey, buddy, you're creating anxiety and fear. You're trying to keep your phone on instead of just being yourself. So I went back into the classroom for two years, just recently, started working with inner city kids again, and just allowed 10, 20, 30 kids at a time to be my teachers. And started listening to them and getting back to who I am and getting back in my sweet spot. And then I thought, hey, I'm in this place. The rest of my life is going great. Everything's awesome. I'm back in the sweet spot. Let me launch my business again from this sweet spot. And it just seems like all the dots are connecting right now. Everything's coming together. So it's, it's a whole different experience for me as an entrepreneur this time. So now I want to coach everybody else. Like, hey, here's how you do this <laughs> with ease, not with struggle. <laughs> so.
1: So now, what do you think was the reason that, that you struggled?
0: Well, it was, it, was, it was simply that, trying to – it was very simple. It was, it was kid stuff, trying to be something you're not, trying to be whatever the world says a traditional business owner is, what an entrepreneur is, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I failed – suddenly I had to look right in front of my face or all these, these schools full of tools that, that accesses your higher consciousness through your excitement and everything just works – synchronistically and easily, magically. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Why don't I start living what I'm trying to teach people? Now that was the other thing. I was trying to teach from a place I wasn't authentic. I was scared to death. And I was trying to tell people, here's what you need to do. And, uh, boy, stand in front of a classroom and try and do that. It doesn't work. I never had to. and that, But suddenly I was starting to stand in front of professional people out in the world and trying to be something that wasn't authentic. And it just kept blowing up in my face until I figured it out.
1: Now, do you think that this framework of coaching um, rather than teaching is that, are those just synonyms? Are they actually kind of, can you explain the difference between the two?
0: I think they're the same thing. I think, you know, I I hate to go contrary here a little bit, but I think a lot of coaches are missing that. They're they're not very good teachers. They're, you know, maybe they're plugged into a system. Maybe they're saying what, you know, they think they're supposed to say. but I, it's just uh, so to me, being a teacher and an entrepreneur is probably the closer because as a teacher, you're selling something to an audience that doesn't even want to be there. They don't even want what you're selling. And yet they're coming back every day for more. So you're a pretty darn good entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> well, don't they? Ha- they have to, though. <laughs>
0: well, and I always convinced my kids this was I was convinced of this my senior year in high school by Dr. Hiska. He was like, you don't have to be here. you you could go live on the streets. You go start, you know, from nothing, go live in a car and build your, build your legend, but you're deciding to come here. You decided to be here. So yeah, kind of, they don't absolutely have to, but (laughs) that's always funny to think about. But, but my kids kept coming back because they wanted to, and they were excited to, you know, their their parents were like, I don't know what's going on with this kid. They don't want to come home. So uh, I was like, well, we need to talk about that. (laughs) But, um, but getting back to that, I think um, coaches are forgetting the most important thing, and that is to. Um, I, rather than talk about what they're forgetting, let me talk about what makes us unique. I think we just have practices. I know we have practices and tools that allow people to reveal what they need when they need it, so we never have to tell tell anybody what to do. Can't pay me a million dollars a day to tell somebody what to do because guess what? I got to do tomorrow. I got to tell them what to do again. I gotta tell them what to do again and again and again. But if I allow them to start designing their own path and telling themselves and revealing to themselves what's their highest purpose and you know then then that they become self directed. I don't become I don't wanna be the magic. And uh I want them to be the magic because I want I want it to happen when I'm not around. And that that's what's super important. So
1: so you're kind of the Sherpa that's guiding them or opening their mind to another way?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like for our writing program, you put pen to paper and we have, you know, a series of five writing workshops, put pen to paper, whatever you need to do at that moment, it's going to show up and you're going to have that experience. You know, a lot of our tools, um, I mean, we literally tell people you're having a shamanic outer body experience. We, you go to a place where you see, feel, and know everything. And you brought a recording device and that's your pen. So you get to climb out of that experience with something tangible that you're holding in your hand, kind of like Moses coming down from the mountain, maybe <laughs> as I said the other day to our training group, they're like, "Yeah, I like that. But you know, you really have something tangible you can work with. And, and uh, we, we really use the, the metaphor of the studio for us is that, you know, everyone's an artist and they have a studio, you know, we all have studios full of all of the things that we've created both consciously and unconsciously. And, um, we really help people manage the studio of that creative life of theirs you know, through the art of writing, through the art of leadership, through the art of entrepreneurship, and really bring things to fruition in that studio because there's a lot of stuff in there. You know, you walk into an artist's studio, you don't see an empty room with one easel in the corner and it's an empty room and the artist says, when I'm done with this, I'll start with my next one. That would be very strange. So you walk into a room with multiple projects occupying the same space all at various stages of development. And uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of people are experiencing a very dysfunctional uh, energy inside their studio. It's, it's packed for one, uh, it's just packed full of stuff that unconsciously gets put there and neglected, and it just becomes, And we tell people you're not depressed, you're compressed. You know, your energy is so compressed in your studio. You just it's like that garage you can't get into. You lift the door up and you're like, I can't even take a step in here. How do I begin to even work in here? And so we teach people how to, how to manage that studio energetically through our programs and practices and to start bringing things to fruition and getting things the heck out of the studio where you can take them to market and create abundance for yourself and your community. That, that is our overreaching metaphor at the Raven Institute.
1: Now, is that, uh, are people hesitant to kind of publish their work because of fear or they, they feel like maybe some imposter syndrome? What is kind of holding them back? Well,
0: you run into a lot of different games that people are playing uh, psychologically. Um, but we always say, you know, that the school of writing, our, five, our series of five workshops, is not only applied to books. It's applied to your book, your blog, your business, your film, your presentation, your speech. Just whatever it is you're doing, um, you send it in there and out comes, you know. And, and, and again, like I say, you start managing all the purpose the passion and the projects that you have in that studio of yours, through the art of writing, and uh, you know, a lot of the games, you know they show up, but we we identify those as dysfunctional energies in your studio, and probably created by either neglect or there's something's going on, compression. So you know there's, a lot of, there's usually a bully in the studio somewhere. <laughs> you know there's something lurking in the dark. You know there's a boogeyman in there. You know, there's an elephant in the room. There's a lot of things, but that that metaphor of the studio really works. And we, we do the same thing with uh, kids. We have a Beyond Tutoring program where we have them manage the studio of their academic life. And we turn it into a, a big studio, which is what I did in my classroom. You know, nobody was on the same page in my class. You know, this is a nine-month journey a school year, right? You know, you're all starting in the same line, but after a few weeks, you're all over them, you know. And I allowed for that. I allowed them to design their, their path and became... Man, way beyond anything I could have trapped up when they start becoming self directed. So,
1: now when you're working with somebody, how, what is kind of what are they going through before they call you uh, or somebody on your team? Like, what are kind of some of the breadcrumbs that lead them to you?
0: Well, our, our big trend right now, you and I spoke about, is um, business development, uh, organizations, companies business resource companies, coaches, if you will, consultants, uh, working with clients and, and having a really t- tough time with bringing stuff to fruition. because And mainly because they won't write. You know, they, they really struggle with writing. And um, and then so that's, that's, a, that's been a trend lately for us. So we're really helping those entrepreneurs get over that, start engage in our writing workshop one and four, And they end up revealing everything they need to do to get their business plan done. It's incredibly powerful to watch that happen. And they do it with such ease. They're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And then, of course, all these other things pop up in their studio. Now they can see everything. They start energetically managing it through our writing program. And then, for leadership development, the people that are showing up are, um, you know, the full spectrum, everything from a family to a corporate entity. And when you run into any of those groups, um, you're running into either a group that's struggling with its teamwork and its leadership, or you're running into a team that's uh, high-performing and they want to stay that way. You know, they're high-performing for a reason because they maintain it. And they're like, hey, what else can we do now? What can we do next? Let's find something to keep us at this high level. And so we can service uh, both of those groups and it's a lot of fun.
1: And then those are kind of foundational and then they, once they kind of immerse themselves into the writing and or the leadership, then everything else kind of bubbles up from there.
0: Yeah, we, I, I love you mentioned that because we recently we incorporated our writing workshop one into our leadership development program, so that people again have a, a running log of their experience, are really integrating the experience too through the art of writing, and it becomes incredibly powerful to the individual and to the group as a whole as well.
1: Now. And, uh, can, can you share a little bit about the writing program? Like what does the beginning of that program look like? What are some of the, the things that they're going to learn, uh, you know, in the first uh, session or so?
0: So in, uh, every subtitle of, of the five workshops has the word reveal in it. So, with some, you know, you engage in something and, it's, and then something's revealed and you pick that thing up, you take it to the next workshop. So in writing workshop one, uh, what's revealed is what we call a pattern. You, you master four writing really powerful massive writing tools that that create clarity so the, the subtitle is purposeful mess making reveals clarity it's kind of winded but but it's a paradox It's like, what well, i can go make a mess and i get permission to and but yeah but you're making a purposeful mess because you're engaged in specific tools that are revealing what clarity and then that thing that bubbles to the surface after 15 20 25 writing sessions or workshop one you a subject. We ask people, well, what kept bubbling the surface? What's going on with regards to this project, this purpose, this whatever you're doing here, this passion you have? Uh, and so they take that subject, whatever it is, and they, they march over to workshop two, and they do something called uh, focusing the brainstorming, which is still the stream of consciousness writing from workshop one, but now it's focused on that subject. And what happens in workshop two is incredibly magical. That that focused brainstream writing—very strange term. Creates what we call, um, if you're a sculptor, it creates the block of marble. And then for the rest of workshop two, we go and find the statue in the marble. We carve away at that, that particular writing session. It's actually usually a collection of sessions. And out pops what we call a framework. So in workshop two, uh, focusing the brainstreaming reveals a framework. And so where do we take the framework? We take it to workshop three, which is where you draft, you fill in the frame. So uh, in workshop three, you do two very simple actions. You arrange your frame every time you go to write. Every time you go to draft, you arrange your frame. It takes a ping pong table, kitchen floor, counter, you know, whatever it takes. You arrange it. You look at the flow, and you just add what's necessary. So arrange, add. A and A. There you go. And so that's your draft. And then uh, workshop four is a compilation of the the four of the all five workshops. Because sometimes things have to get done tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> So, you actually uh, get to run through the whole series uh, from a free writing of, of one of the tools from workshop one. It's called dialogue. You act, from that dialogue, you can now create a finished product. So, free writing reveals a developed piece uh, in workshop four. And workshop four also serves as a purpose to start telling the story of your project that's running through the five workshop cycle. Now, you start that's your marketing. And that actually became the cornerstone of all five workshops when we came out of the classroom. Uh, Professional people just love workshop four. Once they master the system, once they master workshop one, they can just start knocking things out. They can start creating massive amounts of content, start telling the story of their project, their purpose, their business, their passion. Start telling the story of it and start uh, building an audience or educating their customer. And workshop five, as you might guess, is the revision. You take the draft and you revise it. And uh, workshop five is you engage in uh, three different dialogues with the piece, with the draft, and you you uh, reveal authenticity. So you, what your goal is to get the piece, your audience, and the author all on the same page, pun intended. So uh, that that's, in a nutshell, how it works.
1: Do you find that most people, even in, if they are writing, that they aren't kind of doing those other steps? They might be doing the writing part, but they're not really kind of auditing their writing in terms of what are the themes? What are these issues that keep bubbling yeah. up uh, yeah. that they're kind of looking at things on a, maybe just doing the mechanics of the writing, but they're not really kind of delving right. deeper into yeah. the words.
0: Yeah. And here's what they're doing. They're drafting first and notice how draft doesn't even show up until the third workshop for us. So, and, and here's the thing, when you go through the five workshop cycle, your passion, purpose, project, We'll go through anywhere from eight to 12 thresholds of understanding. So as you begin, you, you literally have no idea. You think you, you know, you, the mind wants to know, right? The mind's like, well, I gotta know. I got to have goals. I have to know what my expectations are. I have to know what the outcome's going to be. And your higher consciousness or your creativity is like, uh, I don't create in that space. So I'm out of, I'm leaving. So guess what it feels like to create as a human alone without your creativity? Everybody out there listening knows how that feels like they're both, they're all getting a big cement, cement in their gut right now. Like, Oh, I can't, ah, it's very, that's you without your great. That's you not channeling your higher self. So, but when you start doing what we do and literally they're five to 15 minute practices, that's all the time it takes. Literally in the first 15 minutes of workshop one, you're transformed for life. (laughs) You're given the permission slip. But you, you you suddenly connect with your creativity, your human. You know, you become an embodied master, the human and your divine consciousness. Whatever you want to call it, your creativity. It, now you know how it feels. It's like oh, all that stuff I can't get done, all that thing I call procrastination is just me, a human, sitting in a room alone without my creativity there to help me. Well, of course I can't create without my creativity, <laughs> and we spook creativity out of the room. All the time, because it cannot exist in the same space as suffering, as anxiety, and we all know how that feels. And when you hit the sweet spot, when you are on the golf course, when you are playing sports, when you are playing music, but you are with somebody you love, you know what that feels like. So, the, the point is, is you know what's so nice about what we do is it's so simple, and it literally five to fifteen minutes, four or five times a week, and you will create a storehouse of content that will be that will fill your lifetime.
1: So it it sounds like um, most people are kind of swimming upstream and you're yeah. kind of turning them in the other direction. And all of a sudden they're swimming with the stream and now things become easy.
0: That's beautiful. That's exactly my real estate mogul that I live with. She uh, said the same thing today. She was like, yeah, swimming up the stream as opposed to just getting in the flow just just going with the stream.
1: Now, um. Can you share a story of maybe one of your students that when they you taught them how to kind of go with the flow and life became easier that it took them to a new level? I mean, don't name names, but maybe a little bit of the before and the after.
0: Yeah, I, I, gosh, there's so many it's hard to choose. I'll choose one that happened most recently. We're working with a, a business leader. Uh, you know, he runs a pretty big business. Pretty big organization. And uh, he's going through our Writing Workshop One right now. And he engaged with the dialogue tool uh, last week. It's the fourth of the four tools uh, in Writing Workshop One. We learned to actually have imaginary conversations on paper with anything related to your passion, project, whatever, you purpose, whatever you're working on in your studio that day. Um, but he is revamping his business. He's completely pivoted it, going in another direction. So he had a conversation with the business. And what came out of that literally. We looked at each other. We both said the same thing. I just saved my business. It would have failed. If I hadn't seen what this conversation just told me, what my business just told me I needed to pay attention to, it would have been a terminal illness that would have led to the end of my business. And so it's like, so in that simple 15 minutes, that's what was revealed, what he needed when he needed it. And he could have talked to anything in the room. I mean, he could have picked a rock in his garden and it would have gained the same information that day because we find that's what always happens. You know, I have another example, if you have time. But
1: sure, go ahead.
0: Uh, so a pastor we worked with recently, too, um, got to the, that level of workshop or class four, uh, the dialogue, to erode a dialogue with something very simple. He's like, I got to keep it light. It's been a little too heavy for me lately. <laughs> I got to keep this light. Let me just have a conversation with, uh, I guess I'll say what it is, a new car. And he ended up, because he's pretty well trained in the system he's, he's been he's going through our leadership development program too so a lot of, he's been doing a lot of the writing so we looked at it and we're, he started to train his ear, and i have a trained ear. when he read the dialogue out loud to me i heard a 14 chapter book i heard 14 podcasts i heard 14 sermons he can do in his church because i know those passages that were it's i heard them you know i know how to hear those passages we train people to do that too it's like from that 15-minute dialogue can emerge a 14-chapter book. From 15, you know, and I did that over this. I do it all the time. I created a 23-chapter book over the summer when I had an imaginary conversation with one of my spiritual mentors, and I'm currently drafting that book. So in 15 minutes, 23-chapter book was revealed to me. So, that, I mean, those are examples of just, you know, how easy it can be. It's like, and I have people – got to say this one. I should remember remembered it at first, if you have a second. Sure. But we, we had someone who had been through the five-workshop system twice, and she showed up at our door like a year later. This was a few years ago. and She's like, hey, I want to put a business plan together. I know if I just come in and write a dialogue, this dialogue again, to my business idea is elder care business, I know I'll find it. I go, okay, let's do it. So she wrote the dialogue. Uh, we did four or five next sessions, you know, found the statue inside the marble. And she had her business plan in four or five sessions with us from that 15-minute dialogue she wrote that night. Oh, so it's, it's just extraordinary to watch what can happen. It's so cool.
1: Now, if there's a business coach out there or uh, anybody interested in learning more about the Raven Institute, is there a website?
0: TheRavenInstitute.us.
1: And then at the website, there's some, I would imagine, thought leadership and maybe ways to connect with you or somebody on your team or go through yeah, the a lot coaching. Of portals in
0: there. We call them portals. And you just go, oh, where do you want to go from here? And you just click and send you where you need to go. Kind of like all our programs, just, you click on something, it, it tells you what to do next. So, um, and we're revamping the website to make it a lot more interactive. We want to be doing more online classes and create more community, interactive community. So
1: we're working on that right now. Well, congratulations on all the success. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story today.
0: Well, I appreciate your time, Lee.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.